Welcome back to the New England Take and WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. Big thank you to New Hampshire Representative Keith Amon, who joined the show to talk about uh, cryptocurrency and how it could have future impacts on the state and some legislation that they're working on. If you missed that segment, it will be available at nhtalkradio.com. Uh, we're going to do a commentary segment here on the show that's just been so busy in the news with everything that's been going on lately. It just felt like I, I, I needed a chance to talk about it outside of just the isolated segments on uh, WKXL in the morning, which I host here on the station Monday through Friday from 6 to 8 a.m. Um, it, it's just crazy. I was told there was going to be 14 weeks to stop the spread, and now we have a Cold War with Russia. Like, things are going in the wrong direction. It's totally nuts The what's going on in the world stage. Everyone was so optimistic that COVID was finally coming to an end, and maybe just maybe we could have like a normal summer. Um, it looks like from just a health regulation standpoint, we're going to be moving in that direction, which I'm unbelievably happy to be seeing. I was done with masking several months ago, especially after I had the vac- the first vaccine. For any- anybody out there that thinks I'm an anti-vaxxer, you're very mistaken. I've got all three shots. I kind of regret the last one because of how sick I got from it, but aside from that, I'm fully in support of the vaccines. I'm not in for masking, as you probably have heard with various commentaries, especially around schooling. But um, right now, it's looking like the the biggest issue on the world stage is going to be Russia and the situation with Ukraine. Uh, I'm very conflicted when it comes to so much when it, with how we're responding to the situation over there. Uh, I totally understand the need to... Um, pull out of Russia in as many ways as possible. Any uh, businesses that are happening out there, I totally understand the desire to uh, say, I'm not okay with this. I don't want to be operating in in this country anymore. Uh, The sanctions to a certain extent for sure, I understand. I don't, I mean, big picture, I believe we should not be importing any oil from Russia. A big thing that's been really missed by so many people in the media is uh, what's happening to the Russian civilians. I mean, we, we keep saying over and over again what a tyrant and a totalitarian that Putin is, but we're in turn punishing the civilians of this country. Uh, we're banking is almost non-existent there. You get to wait in line for cash, and it's very limited what the banks have. The ruble is worth is worthless. It was down to like worth 10 cents compared to the dollar a couple weeks ago. I don't even know what it's at, at right now, but it's not good. Um, tons of businesses have pulled out, uh, so there's a lot of people are out of work because of that. Uh, I can imagine there's going to be food shortages soon if there isn't already. It, it's going to be very difficult for, for the people there, and they had nothing to do with the situation. And in fact, they were lied to. The, there's been so many chances for – there's been so many times that we've heard about the propaganda that they've been fed around this. Like they were told they were going there to denazify the country. We were told that – um, they, they told down the world stage is why they were going into there, and we, we were all trying to understand what it meant. And we thought it was like uh, like metaphorical sort of thing, like we're there to get rid of this horrible leadership that's in Ukraine. Uh, and, and no, they meant it literally. There's so many Russian soldiers that have been captured or have spoken out and said that, yeah, we literally thought we were going there to stop Nazis from running this country that was adjacent to them. Uh, it's... There's so many things with that. They thought also were told that they're going to be able to just roll in and take over this country and it'll be a quick thing. And that's not the case. Uh, I, I've heard some reporting on the 
the organization of the Russian military, and it is a total disaster. Also, it's it makes to- it makes a lot of sense why they're not able to get this done. Apparently, there's a big issue in Russia with the fact that the mob there has more power than military. So the bases are overrun with um, mobsters ex- extorting them for all sorts of things. Uh, it's It's been a joke forever that the, there's a huge, the Russian gangsters run everything in, in, the, in the state, and apparently it's actually the case. It's more than just a joke. It's very unfortunate for the poor soldiers that were pushed into this horrible situation that they have no control over. And don't get me wrong, I am not saying that we shouldn't be supporting Ukraine through this as much as we can. Uh, We definitely should be. Ukraine did nothing wrong in this situation, as horrible a situation as the Russian people may be, and it doesn't justify justify supporting Russia by any stretch of the imagination. Do not get me wrong on that. Uh, The Ukrainians are in a horrible situation. There's three and a half million of them that have left the country because their cities have been destroyed or they're fleeing the fighting. most of which are women and children. There's also many men that likely made it through. Uh, there, I watched this video online. There's there's a big metal scene out in that part of the world, just like with Sweden and such. It goes down into Eastern Europe also. And there's a, a studio there called Chernobyl Studios. He, he, he produces music down there. And he released a video on his him and his family leaving... Ukraine emits this huge migration. He's an American that uh, is an immigrant there. He's married to a Ukrainian woman, and him and his kid were fleeing the country, and it was scary. I mean, it was, I don't know how he wasn't, it looked like he was going to cry through half of it because it was so dramatic and terrifying that they didn't know if they were going to get mugged by the person that was going to let them out of the country. Um, the person driving the car, people driving the buses that are supposed to be free are trying to extort money out of everyone as they're going out because likely, A, it's there's a lot of evil people out there that are just trying to take money because they have an opportunity, but B, also, you got to figure a lot of these people don't know if they're going to be able to make money going forward, period. They're going to be stuck in this horrible situation with no resources, and they're trying to get whatever they can in order to protect themselves, and it's... It's obviously not great. It's obviously far from any ideal situation, but it's a war zone. I couldn't imagine that happening in this country. And to that, going off of that, I also understand to a certain extent uh, Zelensky's push to get other countries to to interfere in Russia's invasion of the country. But on... (sighs) I'm very conflicted ethically also on that because I don't want us to be going into a war with Russia. That is a legitimate possibility if we put a no-fly zone over this country. I keep harping on this because I still keep hearing about it from neoconservatives on the right and people on the left that don't necessarily understand the enforcement implications of something like this. If we put a no-fly zone over Ukraine, the only way to enforce it is by shooting down Russian aircraft. And if we shoot down Russian aircraft, we are now at war with the nuclear power. They are not the most organized nuclear power in the world. They have many, many problems when it comes to obviously getting their military to do what they need them to do. But it doesn't take much of a military to drop a nuclear bomb somewhere, whether it's tactical, which we've been hearing all this about, whatever that means. A nuclear bomb is a nuclear bomb. There's radiation and it'll cause 
extensive damage to wherever it's put down and there's i don't think there's a real difference from a a geo world politics perspective if you drop a a little bomb a little nuclear bomb just sounds hilarious and horrible to say uh, or a a full-blown explosion like what happened at hiroshima Uh, we don't want to be getting into these uh, conflict with this country um, we we should, should be doing a certain level of sanctions. We should be cutting off these oligarchs that co-run this country alongside Putin in this very corrupt fashion that they are. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like I don't have a solid close to this section because I don't think anyone has any real ideas on how to move forward with something like this. It's It's scary. It um, makes everyone around the world go really question their what their leaders are doing in, in situations like this, and I, I'm I'm kind of happy that Trump isn't the president through this because I'm a little fearful of his. Um, that he might get aggressive militarily with Russia in a situation like this. But I also don't feel like Biden is doing anything correct with this. He's throwing around uh, statements like war criminal and such. And now we're beginning to see that it seems like the government may be investigating or putting together a case. But it's not terribly clear. And, uh, like, words matter. And if you're throwing around words like war criminal, then you better be following it up with something. And continuing on with words mean something, this has just been a, a crazy thing that happened this week with regards to the nomination of uh, Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson. She's uh, been in hearings all week around uh, being confirmed to replace Stephen Breyer on the United States Supreme Court. And the, the this whole – I'm sick of the culture war. The culture war is just tiring and just exhausting, but there, there's certain aspects to it that I feel like are important. And the meaning in words – the meaning of words are very important, especially if you're in the legal realm. I've worked at a law school for a long time now. I'm a staffer. Uh, I have a regular legal podcast that I do with the faculty there. And uh, the meaning of words means so much. Um, that's a big issue I've always had with the woke left is their desire to change words to mean different things, like the changing of racist, the changing of white supremacist. And one of the more recent ones is the changing or not having a definition for the term woman I, it, this was just just was laughable ultimately when that this is even up for discussion it's not necessarily um I, to a certain extent, I understand why something like this would be happening. This is a reporting from USA Today. In the 13th hour of Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson's confirmation hearing Tuesday, Senator Marsha Blackburn, a Republican from Tennessee, asked the Supreme Court nominee, quote, can you provide a definition for the word woman, end quote. Jackson appeared confused and responded, quote, I'm not a biologist, end quote. Blackburn chided Jackson, claiming, quote, the fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we're hearing about, end quote. And I, if there weren't so many cases around gender transition and what's going on with civil rights around transgenderism, I wouldn't care about this, but the nature of the fact that there's this is such a hot topic in the country right now, and this is a young judge. I mean, she's 51, if I remember right, and she's refusing to define a very basic word in the English language that is very necessary for women's rights, especially in this country, but also to a certain extent transgender rights. I was hoping to really hear – 
a uh, a discussion of why she has really has an answer or doesn't have an answer. She, I mean, it's not a matter of biology necessarily when you're talking about words. If we're talking about biology, we're talking about sex, and we say male, female, and if you want to go further, you may, you discuss the intricacies of intersex individuals, and that's obviously not what Senator Blackburn was trying to bring up. Uh, but I, I mean. It's it, considering a big part of the reason why she was nominated is she's a black woman, and we can't have a definition for just this identity that she obviously has means that many on the woke left don't really have a definition for what it means, period. It, I see so many times where where individuals are that are the activist types in this situation just have this cyclical definition of a woman is a person who identifies as a woman that's not a that doesn't define what the word is i mean it's a meme at this point with matt walsh who's a uh, conservative commentator for the daily wire uh ha- is constantly asking he was even on dr phil a few weeks ago and he's got a documentary that's going to be coming out soon where he literally traveled the world asking different cultures this questions he asked what is a woman he asked people to define what a woman is because people get so heated about it and i mean and people are paranoid i think if you're on the left to prior, to give a, any sort of definition because you don't want to be seen as um as being insensitive towards people who are transgender when I'd say I mean just speaking personally through my experience I'm very open to hearing people's stories is a transgender individual wanting to identify as a woman means they want to identify as a woman they want to appear feminine they want to try and as much as they can mimic people that are female have these these lighter features they have the higher pitch voice they their their body looks a certain way and i i mean i personally think ultimately just woman if i had to just define woman without other other words being added to it i would say people that that show as female they would they appear like they have the biological um uh visual aspects that a female individual has a female with someone who has two two x chromosomes for example and someone that identifies as a man is someone who has the biological aspects that a male traditionally has it doesn't mean that's the only way of defining it i mean but if you just say a woman is a person who identifies as a woman doesn't give you an explanation for what you're even defining there's this there's desperate narrative to push that biological sex and gender are just completely different things that don't relate to each other. No, they map to each other. I'd say a lot of conservatives even get mad at me for just phrasing it that way, but that's the way I feel. a, A woman is someone that maps to the biological... Um, visual aspects and often uh, psychological or behavioral aspects that uh, a, a biological female might have. And the fact we have a Supreme Court, a potential Supreme Court justice that's going to be coming in that can't even define a word that's literally going to be brought up in cases for the foreseeable future is scary to me. I have a young child who's going to be going through the education system, is going to be living in this culture going forward, and we've so confused what a very basic day-to-day word honestly means, and I, I think that's bad. 
I, I think that's going to be confusing for individuals that are trying to figure out where they live in the world, how they should act in the world, because there are cultural norms. And, and that's a big part of it is there's this deconstructionism, which is also what critical race theory is about. It's kind of deconstructing how our culture operates and frames it around race. I don't think that's healthy. I think there's this world's way too complex for something like that. There, there's intersectionality, I think, also gets it wrong. I, th- I think there are norms, and it doesn't mean the norm is bad always. There, it means we doesn't mean we shouldn't be have critical theories around these and try and observe from an academic and philosophical standpoint what they mean. But to completely throw out language because you're you don't want to define it because you a you don't want to offend someone or b um you just your concepts are so convoluted that there's no real um way of possibly defining anything that's really bad and it's really bad for the legal profession in the future of um of just laws that are going to be created and there's just the culture war is so prominent in the different states where there's laws regarding abortion and um gender transition and such that'll be coming through and i guarantee you're going to be hitting the courts in the coming years if not decades to have a justice that refuses to even define these basic words and what they mean by it is going to cause a lot of confusion in a lot more cases that are going to try and narrow that down as opposed to having cases that can actually say like okay this is what we what we're going to do going forward. This is the case law, and it's straightforward. I feel like the Supreme Court's confusing enough as it is. They often will just send things back to the lower courts and let them make the decisions. I don't think that's always necessarily for the best, but uh, this, is, this is the reality we live in. You're listening to New England Taken to BKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kirsten. Be sure to get the back episode to nhtalkradio.com. <laughs>